the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. A brand new week, in a brand new month, in a brand new life. You know, that is the potential we have. You know, it's just like that investment commercial you listen to on the radio, because you listen to radio, right? Uh, and you hear about this great yield that this fund had over the last 10 years, this great yield that this investment had over the last eight years, this great yield that this thing that you did had over a 6, 12, two-year two period of time. But at the very end of that commercial, where they're telling you how well they did in the past, they have this little disclaimer that says past performance does not guarantee future performance. And ladies and gentlemen, we have that ability. We all have that ability to draw the line in the sand. And no matter what our life has been up until now, it can be different. See, there are machinations, there are patterns to change. And the key here is that you're in the driver's seat. Because if we're not careful, change can take place without us. Change can take place in spite of us. Change can be manipulated upon us. And unless you're aware, and the key is always awareness. You know, it's like the Boy Scouts. Be prepared. It was always about an awareness with a Boy Scout. And a good general has awareness. A good warrior has an awareness. A good leader has an awareness. We have an awareness of our environment. We have an awareness of our, our, of our threats, right? It's SWAT. Strengths, weaknesses, uh, obstacles, and threats. We have this awareness. And the more awareness you have, the more data you receive, the better the choices you can make. And also, then you become aware when you're being manipulated. You're becoming aware of when you're being played player. You know, I love stories because stories have a lot of hidden meaning in them. And I'm a man of God, uh, first and foremost. Everything else is secondary to that. And so one of my uh, big fan, I was a big fan of Billy Graham for a long time. Never listened to him when I was a kid. Listened to all his messages after he died. I don't think I ever heard a single message of Billy Graham before he died. But one thing I liked about him is a man of integrity, a man of character. And whether you follow after God or not, everything starts with integrity. And once you have some integrity and want to figure out who you are and why you're here, then there's no other choice but to find the God of the universe and then to follow after him. And so stories about Billy Graham, and Billy Graham was returning to Charlotte after a speaking engagement, and when his plane arrived, there was a limousine there to transport him to his home. 
As he prepared to get in the limo, he, he stopped and spoke to the driver. He said, you know, uh, I'm at the end of my life, uh, 87 years old, and I've done a lot of things. I've met presidents, I've counseled presidents, I've led tens of thousands to Christ, I've, I've talked around the world. But you know something I've never done at 87 years old? I've never driven a, driven a limousine. He goes, you know, I'm getting old, there's no one else around, would you mind if, if I drove the limousine and you sit in the back? The driver said, nah, well, normally I'd say no, but you're Billy Graham, not, not a problem, Billy. Here you go, have at it. So Billy gets in the driver's seat, and they, they head off down the highway. A short distance away, a, a sat a rookie state trooper operating his first speed trap. The long black limousine went by him doing 70 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. The trooper got his heart started beating, got the adrenaline glowing. He, he flipped the switch on, right? The lights go, so the trooper pulls out, and boom, gets behind the limo and pulls over the limo. And as he got out of his patrol car, he began... The procedure. The young trooper walked up the driver's door. When the glass was rolled down, he was surprised to see who was driving. It was Billy Graham. Stunned, he immediately excused himself and went back to his car and got on the radio. He got to figure out what does he do, man. So he got the supervisor on the radio, said, uh, uh, Supervisor, I, I know we're supposed to enforce the law, but I also know that they're important people and we give them often uh, courtesies, if you will. So I need to know what. I should do because I've stopped a pretty important person. The supervisor asked, is it the governor? The young trooper said, no, uh, he's more important than that. The supervisor said, oh, so it's the president. The young trooper said, no, he's even more important than that. The supervisor, what do you mean more important than the president? Finally, the, the supervisor asked, well, well, who is it? And the young trooper said, I think it's Jesus. Because he's got Billy Graham for a chauffeur. <laughs> now, the reason I share that story is because you know what changed in this trooper's life? His belief system. See, this trooper is trained to be a cop. He wanted to be a good cop because there's good cops and bad cops. Just like there's good radio hosts and there's bad radio hosts. Just like there's good producers and bad producers. Just like there's good teachers and bad teachers. And so this teacher, I mean, this police officer, this trooper, LEO, was going to do his job. But all of a sudden, a paradigm shift took place. And all of a sudden, he realized there's something pretty important going on here. And so he was aware that this was not a normal situation, aware that he needed to be handled something differently. And see, that's really what I want to talk about today. See, today on Like It Matters Radio, uh, I want to close the loop. You know, our, our actions are not in a vacuum. Isaac Newton's third law of motion states for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. In other words, force is never singular. It occurs with something else. See, force occurs in pairs. When one body pushes against another, the second pushes back as hard, right? There are many times or many names for cause and effect. This A uh, inviting B or negating B, right? There's a law. It's a guarantee. This is also how our lives work. We must realize choices and decisions don't operate in a vacuum. They cause a domino effect in our lives and the lives of others. Leaders have a vision, which is the ability to connect the dots, which means see how it plays out, to see how everything connects into the future. That's really 
the definition of vision. And so today, I want to call today's show Sweet Potatoes. I'm sorry, Sweet Tomatoes. And let me tell you why. I was telling my producer about it. We're going to call it today's Sweet Tomatoes. And he goes, why? That's a, that's a cool name and all that. Simple name. And here's why. There's a place I used to love to go to called Sweet Tomatoes. Uh, it's called Soup Plantation in some places. And we were going to Denver in August. And so one of my favorite ones is up there in Denver because the ones here in Texas closed down a while back. And so I went to the website to see if we could go to that Denver soup, uh, Sweet Tomatoes. Was, I think it was Sweet Tomatoes, not Soup Plantation. And here's what I found. To our valued guest, as you may now have heard, we are unable to reopen our 97 uh, Soup Plantation and Sweet Tomatoes restaurants due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The outpouring of love on social media has been overwhelming, and we are so grateful to all of the sweet memories you have shared with us. We would like to thank our 4,400 team members for their dedication and love they have shown to our local communities in the past. We will miss you. They will miss you tremendously. And we wish you all the best. And then lastly, it goes on to say, for gift card inquiries, refund options are limited at this time. Duh. They're going out of business, people. That's why they're limited. This is what I talk about. So here we have this pandemic. And here an overcompensation. An entire culture driven by fear. An entire world shut down. It's now proven that the shutdown, the shutting down the business, shutting down the economy did nothing to prevent COVID. It was all a farce. It was all a mistake. It was all terrible. When Joe Biden took over, we were energy independent. Now, less than two years later, we have gas prices going through the roof and we're begging our enemies to give us oil. Ladies and gentlemen, all our choices have consequences. It is the third law of motion. Every action creates an equal and opposite reaction. Today, we'll talk about that on Like It Matters Radio. I'll be right back. awakening impacts even the seasoned pros take a listen to these comments from kevin who recently attended leadership awakening i've struggled with a lot of things i've been in so many different trainings followed tony robbins john maxwell all these great self-development gurus but i have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through what we went through was absolutely amazing and i'd love to share it with as many people as i could I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to have an outcome. No matter what you're doing, whether you're doing an hour daily radio show, whether you're doing lunch with a friend or a partner, whether you're going out to, to a kid's ball game, whether you're going to court to pay a traffic ticket, you always need to know an outcome. We are outcome-driven people. We are meaning makers. That's the whole purpose of logotherapy. The whole purpose of logotherapy, uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl, realized that we have a will to meaning. All human beings have a will to meaning. We are little meaning makers. If A, then B. It's called a belief system. If I say I love you, someone will say I love you back. If I am nice to somebody, everybody will be nice to me. If I let someone touch me in a sexual way, then they'll like me. If I do what everybody asks, then they'll accept me. Do you see? Those are all called belief systems. And from those belief systems come action. That's the process. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So we think about something over and over, and it occupies our focus. It becomes the focus of our heart. We think about a lot. And then out of that, as we open our mouth and words start coming out, that starts coming out at some point. And then when that starts coming out enough and we think about enough, then we start doing certain things. And then we start doing certain things over and over. That becomes habitual. That becomes our character. And that becomes how we're remembered. Do you see how it all stems back? It's one continuous flow. There's things like the law of causation, right? The law of casualty, uh, the, the pattern of causation, 
something happened that made something else happen that made something else happen. See, this is why I read one of my favorite uh, sayings. Is the, I say it over and over and because for me, a big part of my life has been daddy. And for a lot, big part of my life, the most important role in my life was daddy. And I hate to say this, that was my throne. That was my uh, that was on my throne. I mean, my kids, uh, my role as daddy. And I hate to tell you, God is a jealous God. He doesn't want anything on the throne but Him. And so, even if you put your marriage on the throne or your kids on the throne, God will remove anything that's on the throne that takes His place. And so, for a long time, I would do everything. Everything was secondary to me being a daddy, to being the dad to my kids that I never had. Because we can take the pain from our past and we can make it make us bitter or we can take it to make us better. On autopilot, it will always make you better. I'm sorry, bitter. But consciously, you get out of the passenger seat and get in the driver's seat, you can take that pain and help it make you better. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Pain creates a chasm for joy to fill. This is why you got to have yourself mentally prepared. This is why it's important to know who you are, why you're here, whose you are, where you're going. These are existential questions. Because if not, you will fall for everything. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for everything. And this is why I share one of my favorite sayings. It's called, children learn from what they see. Because a picture's worth a thousand words. What you're doing, parents... What you're doing, people who are occupied at home around little kids, they're little meaning makers. They're watching you. They're figuring out how to do things. That's why I love this saying. Because parents, one thing you got to learn is your kids are always watching. They're always listening. Except when you want them to watch and want them to listen. But outside of that, they're always watching. They're always listening. And I raised my two oldest kids with this saying hung on my wall. I raised my two oldest kids with this constantly in front of me. He said, when you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you hang my first painting on the refrigerator and I immediately wanted to paint another. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you feed a stray cat and I learned that it was good to be kind to animals. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make my favorite cake for me and I learned that the little things can be the special things in life. When you thought I wasn't looking, I heard you say a prayer and I knew that there is a God I could always talk to and I learned to trust in him. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you make a meal and take it to a friend who was sick, and I learned that we all have to help take care of each other. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you give of your time and money to help people who had nothing, and I learned that those who have something should give to those who have nothing. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw you take care of our house and everyone in it, And I learned we have to take care of what we are given. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw how you handled your responsibilities, even when you didn't feel good. And I learned that I would have to be responsible as well when I grow up. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw tears come from your eyes. And I learned that sometimes things hurt, but it's all right to cry. When you thought I wasn't looking, I saw that you cared And I wanted to be everything I could be because of you. When you thought I wasn't looking, I learned most of life's lessons that I need to know to be a good and productive person when I grow up. 
when you thought I wasn't looking, I looked at you. And I wanted to say thank you for all the things you did when you thought I wasn't looking. See, we create belief systems. As a little kid, we want to make sense of the world. And let's be honest, some kids are abused, abandoned, neglected, raped, molested. And let's be honest, many will never get out of the womb. The pain, the hurt. And these little kids are just wanting to fit in. They just want to know they belong. So what they do is they work to make sense of the world. This is what we do. And by the time a child is five years old, the majority of our map of reality is in place. The basic structure for why we're going to do what we're going to do and what we're going to compare things to. See, if you think about it, whenever anybody says, well, how's your day going, good or bad? Uh, what kind of week did you have? Fair, middling? How's your marriage going? Okay, good. What are all those words? You know what all those words are, whatever you use to answer those questions? You know what they are? They are descriptors. They are comparative words. In other words, you have something in your head that says good marriage. You have something in your head that says good family. You have something in your head that says good student or acceptable or whatever it is. And what you're doing is you're comparing this reality that you have created, this, this litmus test we call it, to something else. But do you understand what we're all looking for? We're all looking for validation. We're all looking to be affirmed. This is part of the human condition. Remember Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs? Yeah, it talks about uh, the safety. It talks about sustenance. It talks about cover. You need shelter. You know, the basic needs of survival. But I'm going to tell you, even though it's not listed, I'm going to tell you right now, one thing I've learned working for 30 years deeply in the hearts, minds, and souls of people is a basic need as much as survival is validation. People want to be validated. People want to know they matter. People want to be affirmed. An affirmation is a positive statement or declaration of the truth or existence of something. People want to know they matter. People want to fit in. And what we've done today is we created this world where if you don't fit in, then the world is wrong. This is why you got to go back to those existential questions. This is why you have to have a mission statement and a vision. Because you've got to define who you are. You've got to define why you're here. You've got to define who you are. You've got to define where you're going. See, if you attempt to let other people define that for you, you're being played, player. And that's what's happening today. We are in an existential crisis in this country. We don't know who we are as a country. We don't know who we are as a church. We don't know what it means to be an American anymore. We don't even know we like our founding fathers. I mean, we want to talk about what's constitutional, what's not constitutional. We don't even know if we're supposed to like our founding fathers. If the Supreme Court does something you like, it's the law of the land. If the Supreme Court does something you don't like, let's stack the court. Let's overthrow the Supreme Court. Who the heck are these nine people? Who do they think they are? They can't tell it. It's amazing. And this is what we become. We become where we have no values, no morals. Nothing to stand on, and so we fall for everything.
And what it's about is being affirmed. It's being validated. Leaders, parents, husbands, wives, you got to know this. If you're not affirming those people in your life, they will find affirmation somewhere else. If you're not validating that person in your life, they will find other means of being validated, of being famous, of sleeping around, of hurting people, of stealing money, of doing something to, for show or for fame. And it all comes down to people want to know they matter. People want to know they're special. People want to know they have a reason for living. People want to know they're not a mistake. And here's the problem. If you're not filling in that gap, if the church isn't filling out that gap, if it's not being fulfilled in a positive way, then it'll be fill, fulfilled in a negative way. And then we start being used. And then we start being manipulated. And then we start being confused. And we don't know who we are or why we're here or where we're going. And then we're going by the next emotional statement that comes out of ABC or NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, we're better than this. So after the break, I want to break down how it really comes down to what we believe. And you need to have your eyes on to be aware of what's really happening. Because if you're not aware, then you're not prepared. And if you're not prepared, then you're probably going to get scared. And that's when the enemy can definitely manipulate you the most. Two words the Bible gives us. Biggest commandment is remember. Second greatest commandment is do not fear. Remember that as we come back from the break in three minutes. We'll be right back. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it, it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come by traveling to Israel this year. Sign up today for the thrill and excitement of visiting the Holy Land this November with nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com for details and to register. On the tour, you'll step into history with mouth-watering cuisine, picturesque scenes, and magnificent people while visiting over 40 iconic sites and sacred places you've only read and heard about for years. Pray at the Western Wall in Jerusalem, float in the mineral-rich Dead Sea, and take a boat onto the middle of the Sea of Galilee as you experience something transforming in your life. Call 855-565-5519 to reserve your spot. Again, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to book your trip today. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that back over here? 
At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black, and I am in the transformation business. What I do is I help people maximize the potentials they were created with. I have two-and-a-half-day intensive classes where I take people to the core, to the structure of who they are, of why they're here, whose they are, and where they're going. And we basically break it all down. And we reestablish a firm foundation, and we build it all back up. Two and a half days, 40 hours of training that will ultimately change your life. And that's one of three three-day classes we have. You can go to likeitmatters.net, uh, check it out. Uh, and I do a class about every three to four weeks. My next class is right up there in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, June 30th through July 2nd. We always start on a Thursday. you got to be at the hotel by 4 p.m., and we get you out of there on Saturday. The graduation is completed by 5 p.m. Uh, 40 hours that will forever change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net. And today we are talking about lots of different things. But really I want you to understand that our actions are not in a vacuum. You know, there's something called the butterfly effect. You know, where, uh, you know, where basically you consider it a closed system. Where anything, even a butterfly flapping its wings can cause the air to move halfway across the world. It's just an interesting concept. Uh, Isaac Newton's third law of motion states for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. You know, if you respond with A, maybe they do nothing. If you respond with B, maybe they do something. See, our choices have consequences. And that's the one thing we're not teaching anymore. You know, I was raised, I was raised with values. I was raised, I was taught about hard work. I was taught about ethics. Uh, I learned I was a child of God, that God has a standard, that I'm called to be different, that I'm not called to live like earth dwellers, that I'm called to live differently, that I'm called to live sacrificially, that this world isn't about me. It's about God. And I'm here just to serve that God through helping his people. And so, see, all those are belief systems, and everything that stems from that is an action or an inaction. Remember, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And what I want you to understand is what's happening in the name of, I don't know, security, what's happening in the name of rescuing people, uh, is creating patterns that are destroying us. Matter of fact, there's something called the Cobra Effect. I've talked about it before. Uh, you got to get this, and if you know, if you're a parent, you understand the Cobra effect. The Cobra effect occurs when incentives designed to solve a problem end up rewarding people for making it worse. Did you hear that? To solve a problem, 
end up rewarding people for making it worse. Why does that matter? Because there's something called HR 101, and these are absolute truths when dealing with people. And let me give you one of them. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself, period. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself, period. This is why the term enabler is so common to so many people. An enabler is someone who solves a problem in a way that creates a negative pattern for the person that they solved it for. Now, they solve the problem, but what happened is that person now has a positive reward for a negative instance. And so any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And so that means it's like the person who uh, they, they purposely get in a fight. They purposely shake up their marriage, purposely shake up their relationship. But things are getting a little dull. Things are getting a little stale. They go out and they act up. Maybe they go out and they cheat on you. Maybe they go out one night and don't come home. They do something to cause a blow up. Why? Because some twisted connector in their unconscious mind says the payoff for that is at some point we have makeup sex. I'm true. I mean, I was counseling someone a couple decades ago, and this was the thing. I got to the, finally the core belief system, and what happened, this person had a belief that whenever they got in a fight, things were always better after they made up sexually, physically, relationally. And so they would basically sabotage their relationship on a regular basis whenever it got bore, boring or, or, or dull. It was a terrible relationship, toxic relationship. Why? Because early on, a behavior that was negative was reinforced. And see, this is what's going on all over the world. Remember I shared an article with you last week. Can't believe this. North Carolina preschool uses LGBT flashcards depicting a pregnant man to teach kids color. So here they are. They have flashcards. These little five-year-olds are in kindergarten. And they're learning about colors. So there's flashcards, and they always have pictures associated. So what this uh, North Carolina preschool, who's LGBT, wants to promote LGBT, now has these things with pregnant men on them. So you say, well, what's wrong with that? Because let me tell you what's going on in the machinations of a little meaning maker, a little five-year-old child. We want to put meaning to everything. So what it does is now they associate men with pregnancy. They see this over and over through kindergarten, through first grade, through second grade. So now they're told that that's normal. See, this is what this all comes down to. You got a few people out there that are living outside the normal constructs of what people call a normal society. And because we don't want those people to feel bad, because it's compassionate, right? We want to love all people. We want to care for all people. Even the Bible says you hate the sin, but you love the sinner. So you're not supposed to ever attack people. You're supposed to attack the sin. And then you're supposed to love people. Love's not a feeling, so please, it doesn't mean condoning it. It doesn't mean accepting it. Love is a verb. That means you're kind to that person still. That means you turn the other cheek. That means you don't trash talk the person. You don't gossip about the person. Because God says all those things are wrong too. And so you got to realize this cobra effect is what's going on today. We're doing that a lot. Uh, again, I started with the sweet tomatoes. We're calling today's show sweet tomatoes because that was one of my favorite places. It was a salad bar buffet. And they had four homemade soups. 
and they had a little homemade dessert, but it was basically a vegan, a vegan type of thing. They weren't into meat, so it was vegan, it was veggies, it was all this stuff. And I, we loved it. We would go there weekly. And they shut down the one in Dallas pretty quick. It was already going bad in this pandemic. And so there was still a couple, one in Houston and, and one in Denver, one in San Diego. And we'd go there when we can. But because of this COVID, because we did things that did not matter. And this is what I'm telling you. This is why people are struggling. Do you realize how many businesses have been shut down? That's why the big lie out there, you keep hearing it, and it's a lie. You keep hearing it, but they keep saying, this is where we're being manipulated. That Joe Biden's created more jobs. You tell me in the last two years what jobs have been created. None. Now, have we gotten to go back to work? Sure. I've had a company for 30 years. But during COVID, it struggled mightily because it's in-person training. And all the fear, all the people afraid, all the people that are being programmed to fear this and fear people and don't do this and don't do that. I still people see people in their cars by themselves wearing a mask driving. Stunning. I see people walking up and down. I have a two, three-mile street. The street I can turn off, I turn off freeway, go about three miles up the street to my house. So this long street goes down. It's called a forest hill. This long street goes down. Eventually, hits twenty. I see people all the time walking down the store at the end by twenty, all the time. They happen to be people of color, and they have a hoodie on. Now it's ninety degrees outside. I saw this this morning. Ninety degrees outside has a hoodie on, and has a mask on. So they're outside in the open area, country. Walking down, it's 90 degrees outside, have a hood over their head, and have a mask over their face. You can barely see skin. There's no one else around. They're outside in an open area. That's how many people have been programmed and afraid. And this is the sad part. I almost always, when I see someone with a mask on, not always, not always but almost always, I can tell you they're, they're politics. They're liberal. They're progressive. They're the, they believe in the God of the government. And this is what's going on. We turn to government and they start solving problems. And what happens is the Cobra effect. I mean, think of welfare. Think of what happened where welfare, what happened was welfare, we, we had a good intention. We did not want to make it easy for people to just spit out more kids and then get more money. So you know what the solution that was? That they would give women more money if the man wasn't around. So if you're married and have a lot of kids, we're not here to help you. But if you dump that guy and you're single and you have every kid you have, we'll give you more money. So what happened to the black community? Men disappeared. And then you got Black Lives Matter comes along, whose basic philosophy is remove men from the family. They don't believe in cisgender relationships. They believe in the LBTQT. They believe in homosexual, transgender. That's all they want is that lifestyle. They're Marxists. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in nuclear family. And I'm going to tell you right now, I do not believe the black family is better off today than they were during Martin Luther King's time. They have a lot more freedoms, highly educated, a lot way more educated. They're far more educated than I am. Uh, most uh, Government jobs, great things. If you look at the percentage of minorities that are government employees, look at Chicago, look at some of these liberal states, look at what the percentage of our minorities of postal office union workers. It's the best union to be in. It's the most uh, um, um, lucrative uh, uh, retirement and benefits package. And just look at it. 
Look at D.C. 95% of Washington, D.C., who runs our country is Democrat. 95%. You don't see the issue there? You look at the family courts. I've been in family courts. Family courts cause men to disappear from the family. They attack men that we don't have the same rights as women. They uh, talk us. They, they take all the money they can from us, even if that woman's not raising that kid, all that. And so what happens? Men disappear. See, this is the cobra effects. When you have an incentive designed to solve a problem, ends up rewarding people for making it worse. And ladies and gentlemen, this is why you got to know who you are. You got to know why you're here. You got to know whose you are so you cannot be manipulated. So after the break, we want to go through the power of mission and vision. We'll be right back. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, June 30th through July 2nd. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, Mike Hilborn here with Roof to Deck Restoration. Don't replace your wood deck. Let Roof to Deck Restoration bring it back to life. We use low pressure to carefully clean and brighten the wood. Then we hand seal your deck. Get a free quote now at RoofToDeck.com. That's RoofToDeck.com. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening.
Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. This is where I want to work on your noodle, on the noggin. Remember, of all the organs in our body, they all have a lifespan. Your heart has so many beats. Your lungs have so many resuscitations. Your, uh, your kidneys have so many filtrations. But you know that our brain, the way God made us, our brain has unlimited plasticity. It never has to deteriorate. It can get younger and younger, uh, more powerful more powerful. I pride myself. At 56 years old, my brain works faster and better today. I'm not saying uh, on all aspects. You know, certain things I don't remember. I've had a lot of experience in my life. Sometimes I don't remember every little piece of information. But I can pick up data and knowledge quicker than most people when they study something. I can glean it. Because it's neural pathways. Once your brain gets used to your patterns, it'll start running the patterns. That's why you got to know how you work. You know, we got a new uh, a guy who's working in today, producing. He's doing a great job, but he's worried about all the right buttons to push and all that. As he gets used to it, he'll figure all that out. But I know about him is he has a desire to be do a great job. He's appreciative working for a great company like Salem. He wants to be a a, a plus, a bonus, not a hindrance, a negative. And so all the other stuff will work itself out. But what he's driven by are those core values. And see, a lot of people, they no longer have these core values that what they would die for. Let's be honest. People talk about, would you die for something? Would you die for something? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I was reading about uh, Paul and uh, at the end of his life after writing Second Timothy. You know, this is his last letter of all the letters he wrote. This is the last one. He's getting ready. He had a death sentence. He was getting ready to be separated from his head. And as Paul was talking, he, was, he had no remorse, he had no regret, he had nothing. He kind of knew that, you know, he would lay his head down and this big old axe, this big old Roman soldier with a sharp blade would raise it up and he would separate in a, one second his head from his body. If you think about it, I don't ever want to be in that situation. I would like to believe that I would do it honorably like Paul and like Polycarp and like Peter and so many others. But here's the thing. It's one thing to die for something. It's a one-time thing. It'll take about a second for your head to be removed from your body if done right. I'm going to tell you something right now. I believe it's a lot easier to die for something than to live for something. Because living is day in, day out. Living is being knocked on your butt and wanting to get out of this planet. But knowing you're still here and you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you hit it again. And you go in and playing big and you get knocked on your butt again. And you pick yourself up, dust yourself off and hit it again. And you do this again and again and again. Like the good book says, a righteous person will stumble seven times but get back up. But the wicked will stumble into ruin. And this is where it comes down to who are you? Are you wise? Are you wicked? Are you a child of the God? Are you a child of the world? Are you living for yourself? Or are you living for others? Is it you who lives? Or is it Christ who lives? I remember one cold night as an Arab sat in his tent, a camel gently thrust his nose under the flap and looked in. The animal was cold. He needed some shelter. 
So he wakes up his master and says, Master, let me put my nose in your tent. It's cold out here. It's stormy out here. And the Arab just wanted to go back to sleep. I mean, it's a small tent, but just his nose. What's the big deal? And so the Arab said, by all means, now let me go back to sleep. Put your nose in here. Warm it up. And he turned over and went back to sleep. A little while later, again, the Arab was awoken. Well, this time it was because the camel had moved further in. Now the camel had not only put his nose in the tent, but his head and neck also. The camel who had been turning his head from side to side said, you know, it's really, really cold out there. Yeah, my nose is warm, but my, my neck and my head are so cold. I feel like I'm going to pass out. So I'll just take a little more room if I place my four legs within the tent. Uh, it's difficult standing out here. And he goes, I just need to get some sleep. Just, and he scooted to the end of the tent with his four legs in it. Sure, sure, you may put your four legs within. Said the Arab, moving closer to the edge of the tent to make room, for the tent was small, and the Arab just wanted to go back to sleep. And so he went back to sleep. Again, a little while later, the Arab was awakened to the camel, and he said, sorry, I'm awake, but may, may I not stand wholly inside? I keep the tent open by standing as I do. And the, the Arab just wants to go to sleep. Yes, yes, said the Arab. Come wholly inside. Perhaps it will be better for both of us. Just please let me get some sleep. So the, the camel crowded in. The Arab, with difficulty in the crowded quarters again, went to sleep. A little while later, he woke up, and he was outside in the cold. And the camel had the tent all to himself. And see, when you don't know who you are, that's what happens. Can't we all just get along? You just want to be kind. You want to do the right thing. But what happens if you don't know who you are, if you don't know why you're here, if you don't know whose you are, then you will give in. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there, until you get to the end and you wonder, where did it all go? What happened to my marriage? What happened to my passion? I used to be passionate about my relationship with God. Remember what Jesus told the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. He says, I have one thing against you. You've forgotten your first love. There was a whole bunch of camel's noses that happened in our life. that help us to forget our first love. Now, your first love might not be Jesus Christ, like mine is. That's okay. It's appointed for man to die one time and then comes the judgment. We'll all be held to account. We'll all stand before the judgment seat of God. It'll either be the white throne judgment of God. For those of you who don't believe in Jesus, you choose not to. Or for those of us that do, you'll stand in front of the Bema seat of Christ, which is like the Olympic judge. You're already in the Olympics. You're already in heaven. So your judgment is not a workspace based on whether you get in or not. Your judgment is based on your rewards. What role are you going to play in eternity with God based on what you did once he activated you? And so this is why you got to know who you are and what you do. You know, at the end of uh, World War II, after we uh, destroyed J Japan, we dropped two nuclear bombs on two of their major cities. Now, Japan's a small, small country. Uh, uh, it's, it's, I, I believe we got about maybe, maybe not 10, but I'm pretty sure our top 10 states in area are all way bigger, way bigger than Japan. And they were the aggressor of war, and we dropped two nuclear bombs. And by the way, yesterday was D-Day, one of the greatest 
days in the history of the world. And for the second year in a row, the White House, Biden, made no mention of it all. I'm just stunned, just stunned that this is the new norm, this guy in office. But anyways, after World War II, after we defeated the Japanese, dropped two nuclear bombs, uh, we sent Dr. Charles Deming. Well, we didn't send him. Dr. Deming went to Japan. He was a friend of uh, one of the high-ups in, in a company, and they brought Dr. Deming there. And Dr. Deming brought, taught them about quality. Dr. Deming taught them about quality. Matter of fact, my leadership training that you can read about likeitmatters.net comes from the Japanese training of Kenrishi Yosegako, which during the 70s, 80s was considered the Harvard of business leadership schools. 60 Minutes or 2020 did exposés on them, and actually they brought one to America, and it was just two Japanese that didn't work. And so that's where this training comes from. And so Lee Iacocca went, I'm sorry, Lee Iacocca, um, uh, Dr. Deming went back and taught the Japanese Constant, never-ending improvement. Why do I bring that up? Because in the late 70s, early 80s, we were in a recession. We were ready to lose Chrysler. Lee Iacocca came in and took over Chrysler. And he wrote this mission statement because the Japanese were now competing with Americans on our soil to make a car of a quality and price to be competitive with the Japanese, to bring the company out of the red and into a profit-making mode, to bring pride back to the American worker. Now, this was 79-80. And the Japanese were nuclear devastated two major cities at the end of the 40s. So in 30 years, that country went from a nuclear devastated country to competing with the greatest economy on the face of the earth. And how did they do that? Because they knew who they were. They knew about continual improvement. Quality was so poor in Japan before World War II, they would had a city called USA, USA, Japan. And they would make things in USA to send them to America so that people would believe they were made in the USA. But what happened when they realized who they were, when they realized the power of quality, when they realized that they could be continually improving who they are and what they do, it changed the country, it changed the trajectory of many lives, and it changed the world. Ladies and gentlemen, when you know who you are, when you know why you're here, when you know who you are and what to do, you can change your world. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems a boot, Arby's Computer Service. Ringing, liberal. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.